So um, I'm using 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 8 that we all know. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So the Lord allows us to go through trials. There are times when numbers of negative situations gang up on us. Many of those types of experience, experiences were rare or used to be periodic. Um, but we're living in a day when so much is going on, you're going to be impacted. We're going to be impacted by not just the norm, but abnormal situations and issues, not just in our own personal lives, but in the lives of people around us and in the world at large. We have a lot to contend with. So I do believe that um, scriptures that are relating to what we're going to go through, Jesus wasn't lying that we were going to suffer, you know, because he suffered. But he's saying, take heart. And even in this scripture, it's saying, but not in despair, but not distressed, but not uh, cast down and destroyed. We're going to suffer, but we're not going to, the devil's not going to win. And God's people, his real people are going to turn to him. And so they're going to survive what's going on. The souls shall live. Bless the Lord. So, um. I mean, it's not, I wish I could just give better news that, no, you're a Christian now and you're not fixing to go through nothing. God got you, right? But it doesn't work like that. Because even if you weren't doing something wrong, someone you love will be doing so much wrong that it will make you want to do wrong to make it right. And that might sound crazy, but sometimes we're so provoked, right? Bless the Lord. So, um... Many of those types of experiences we, that were rare for us are much more impactful today. One reason might be that today information is increased rapidly across the continents. So we're not just hearing local news, right? Back in the old times, it would be the horse comes running, but he's three days late with a report. The British are coming, right? Now, you get to hear the British are coming and the Germans are coming and the Nazis are coming. I mean, you get, we get back-to-back -back reporting. And it's not always back-to-back. -back. It's simultaneous. Because while we're hearing this, we're hearing that. Traumatic and devastating breakthrough announcements that interrupt our present programs. Personal trials coupled with paralysis-inducing media reports. We witnessed a high rate of criminal conduct, political pressure, government corruption, government lying, negative financial forecasts, experience accidents, storms, and other natural disasters. My mother standing trial, the next door neighbor built a meth lab, my daughter's vaping, my boss is barking, my bank is stealing, my hair is falling out, my car is stalling, mold is peeling, pain is peaking, lies are spreading. I'm believing while nothing's healing. I'm still holding on. 
And it's not me. It's the power that lives within me. This power is a treasure in earthen vessels. There's no promise that my body, outward manifestation of David, is not going to decay. That's not a promise. The promise is you'll get a new body that will never decay. But the pressures, some of it being induced by our own choices, are apt to take us out sooner than later if we don't turn to the Lord. We turn to the Lord with our issues. This is what we do. This is what makes us stand out and makes us different. Okay? It's not just when something arises, but we want to take our thought life to God before we cause something to arise. This should be a common practice for us. I am not the master of this, as you're going to see in the next couple of (laughs) things that I say. But I know that the Holy Spirit is working in me to change up so that I can be prepared for an evil day. The days are evil. The choices that I make matter. If I really want to serve the Lord for the period of time that he would allow me, then I need to turn and follow his spirit through this evil day. Because it's not a joke. It's not something we can just choose like a TV program, Seinfeld or The Simpsons. Okay, we're in this thing. When we, when we accepted the Lord, we were thrust into this army. We're in it. Look, you want to get out of it? Think twice. Okay, because what is there to, 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 what's the alternative? Death. We're seeing this big mirage of beauty and fantasy and peace out of evil choices. And we're seeing the truth of the decay while the media hides it and hushes it. But God has already revealed to us there's death in that life. What appears to be life is really death. There's no alternative. We press on to the high mark, which is the calling of all of us in Christ Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless God. So, We were born with defects. Nobody was born perfect. The Bible says that Absalom appeared perfect from head to toe, but he was crazy. So whether that was a development from his anger about his sister's rape or whatever, you guys remember the story. Still, there was something there that was just kind of insane. So everything is not visible, every flaw, but we all have defects, okay? We're prone to operating sinfully from birth. We're subject to the effects of sin, both our own sins and those of others. Okay? Christians are not exempt from the effects of sin or affecting others sinfully. So when we get to the place where the world needs to hear my story, tell the story. And you need to know how to tell the whole truth and nothing but Because there are choices we've made, even based on stuff we've suffered, that were improper. We're not guilt-free. All of us have drove by doing drive-bys at each other. (laughs) It's true. Look, some more skilled than others. Okay, but no, you didn't just get shot at all day. You've been shooting too. 
right? And so what we don't want to believe is that we don't have the capacity or that we're not apt to shoot again. What we want, what we really want is the Holy Spirit to lead us away from our old nature because that old nature still exists. We have a new nature and we have an old nature. I don't talk much about it because I didn't know much about it, you know, but now Pastor Rick was jacking me up about it. <laughs> I hate to pull him in because he's going to be mad about that. <laughs> I just thought about it. But anyway, but the truth is, is that I don't say enough about it, but it needs to be discussed. We have an old nature, okay? It's like, you know, you don't want to get rid of some old high heel shoes you had when they was pumping. You know, you just don't want to get rid of them because they may be useful again. When you know you should get rid of them, <laughs> right? It's like with this old nature, it just keeps calling you back one day. I'll put them on again. No. Throw those out. Throw them out. Okay. So, <laughs> and for us, our platforms, we know. All right. <clears throat> So, uh, <clears throat> Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So, keep in this passage doesn't merely mean maintaining ownership of our hearts. Okay? It has to do with care and support. Other translations use guard. Guard your heart. So, I was blown away. I was thinking about when I was preparing this about King David and, you know, and after all God had bestowed upon him, he goes and takes his guard's wife, his loyal guard, and sleeps with her, and tries to cover it up, and then ends up killing the guy. And you have to consider, you know, what, what are you, a madman? Who does that? But the part that blew me away is that we can also go that far. See, unharnessed, you might think I'd never go that far. <laughs> but unharnessed, not submitting to the will of God, not following his spirit. Tell me you haven't asked yourself, how did I get here? How did I get to that I did this? What was my thinking? No, no, what? Look, I was on my way to the electric chair. So mad at someone. You, right? You have to think. Have you even now, even today, as a saved human being, thought about the, the distance that you've gone so far from God in your turmoil, with your stinking thinking, driving you into a place so far away from the will of God? Right? This happens to us. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit that's been knocking and trying to intervene, Finally, a breakthrough, maybe through your sister or your brother or someone came to the rescue and said, what are you doing? Right? And you have to turn around and think, where am I going? How is this thinking of mine? How do I let this, this, how did this play out? Right? King David is not the only crazy one. If you have it in your heart, hate, you're a murderer. This is what Jesus said. If you hate your brother in your heart, you're a murderer too. You keep that murder risk thought in your heart and you don't submit it to God, you will carry out the plan. 
And then at the awakening of what you've done, you'll ask yourself, how did I? What has, what has happened? How did I get here? No one wants to believe they're a murderer. Jesus just told you the qualifications. <laughs> okay. Hate. Hate your brother. Right? Hate is not defined by the Lord as it's being defined today by the media. Okay? We're supposed to love everyone. But there's conditions about our participation with everyone that we love. Okay? We don't validate sin. So let me just squeeze that in there. Right? Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes if we dig, look, think about a lustful thought. Okay? I have to be careful. This ain't Bible study. Okay? <laughs> but think about it, right? Okay? So, um, and then backtrack. How did I get here? Right? It's sometimes you just want to say, oh, it's just a memory of something that happened in my past that I'm reliving or, you know, allowing it to play out in my mind. And I'll stop the playback. All right? And sometimes we can cut it off. But... I suggest, and what I've been trying to do is backtrack. Go back before I started thinking that way. What was going on? And if you go back and if you pay attention and pray that God take you on that journey backwards in your thought life, you'll see some very stressing situations. It just plays out like that. You're greedily gluttoning the pizza because you didn't deal with something that was stressing or impacting you, right? It's, it's kind of like, you might call it psychological or psychiatry or some kind of therapy I'm teaching. This is godly, okay? Our thoughts will be the intention They'll be the propelling force to drive us away from God if we don't submit our thoughts to God. So they'll work two ways. They can drive us into his presence or away from him. And what we want to do is we want to take every thought captive in Christ. That means don't underestimate the power of your neighbor lying on you. You go and close the door, and decide, oh, done deal. She's just crazy. This is how she is. And while you're even saying that to yourself, you hear her on the other side of the door still yapping. <laughs> you go sit down and try to play a game of solitaire. You know, <laughs> you're trying to make things normal. That got in. She got in there, okay? Next thing you know, you're playing solitaire and the queen is looking pretty to you. And a card game. That never happened before. That's exaggerated. But what I'm saying is that the root of the issue needs to be investigated. How did I ignore dealing with that? I don't just brush it off. 
It's not just something I can ignore. You get it? It's, I may think it is. Oh, I'll just write that off. I'll write my neighbor off upstairs. I'll just write it off, right? No, we take these things captive in Christ because that little thing can be the component that causes us to sin against the Lord. Whether it be a sexual sin, some gluttony, some anger issue, I didn't deal with it with her, but now I'm blowing up on someone else, right? This is what the Lord is trying to impart to us today. Our thought life matters to him. It really matters. Bless God. <clears throat> Whatever the issue is that first annoys me, we're going to hear the Holy Spirit. I don't care. Right after she blew up or he blows up or whatever the case may be, I can hear the Spirit. Pray. Come pray. Go write. Right? Go write to me. You know, it's not audible. It's just he has a way of talking to us inwardly because he lives in us. And we know it's the right thing to do, but we put that off too. Because we're self-managing. We think we got this. <laughs> it's been our normal operation. We're self-serving. We take care of our affairs ourselves. And besides, that's not that big a deal. She's just crazy. But you let the mind go. And then your mind to show you her dragging you into court. And your mind to show you her getting all the rest of the neighbors against you. Your mind will start playing tricks on you, giving you an imagination that far supersedes the knowledge of God. It goes further than God knows the end. In other words, it will supersede what he knows is really going to play out in your life especially if you turn it to him. So help me here. I turn it over to God. Lord, I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but I just need to bring that to you right now. Because by now, I realize that this is connected to this is connected to this is connected to me acting out. Now, unless you don't think it's a bad thing to act out, you may want to pay attention to the steps that got you there. It matters to God. He says, take every thought captive. He didn't say, take the ones you think you can manage and the ones that you don't give me those. <laughs> right? Um, I woke up, I wrote the other day. And I mean, I wrote, I write, I'll wake up in the morning, I'd be proud of myself. I just let the Holy Spirit take me through me. I'll mention some of you. You know, <laughs> don't eat the shouldn't have done this. You know, I, I'll throw some of you in there. But for the most part, I'm talking about myself to the Lord who knows me and who knows I'm trying to clear out, purify my heart. Not that it will ever come to a pure place until his son returns. But I'm aiding and he wants us to assist in the work that he's doing when it comes to us. Otherwise, we think we got this. And I'm actually 
wrote, got up, felt good. I might have went and made some half kind of latte or something. I can't remember. Opened up my email. And there's an email, the insurance is dropping you. We're dropping you. <laughs> you know, nice big letters and stuff. And they happy logo and everything and all the branding. We're dropping you, you know. And so I'm just like, what, why? And I'm digging through. You've had two claims. You know, two unassociated claims in two years. One is about a garage. The other one about water leaking. They just want to get rid of me because they know that water leaking is going to turn into a big, a big fiasco. And so, you know, and I was all mad about it and everything. So I was angry inside. I began blaming the HOA that I live in, the, you know, they ain't doing their job. If they were, then we wouldn't be suffering this kind of thing. And as I was building my case in my heart, working my way toward my desire and my will to manage this affair, because I was getting, I was at the computer by then getting ready to start writing everybody and telling everybody what I think about everybody, you know. And so now, you know, you guys know, all right, I told you before, my mom couldn't wait until Monday. She used to sit up all weekend waiting because they closed. First, they sent her a letter on she gets it Friday. You can't respond until Monday. Back in the old days, you, you know, and she'd just sit up. Well, what's wrong with you? Nothing. <laughs> so it's the same way. You know, I can't wait to hurry up and nip it in the bud. Like Barney used to say, you nip that in the bud. And um, inside my heart, they were all kind of names. I put superimposed faces on them. You know, they were all everything, right? I'm telling you, it was all about vengeance and anger and hostility that came up right after I wrote and poured out and purged my heart, you know? And felt good about it. I felt good about that purging. Who is this person that now wants to just blast everybody? And I didn't take it to the Lord. Right? All right, so what's my point? I need this, Lord. I need the indicator and I need a sharp kick. I want to be affected by the situations that go on so that I immediately turn to you. I got the unction to go and write, and that's what I do a lot. Go write to God about it. But I said to myself, I just wrote. I don't want to go back and write again. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if I were thinking clearly, if I were thinking clearly, I would understand that you had a good writing, full of the Spirit. Use this power to deal with this properly. What are you writing for? So that when these situations present themselves, you handle them properly, right? I don't want to wait until it takes me out and I'm improper acting, right? Because I could stuff it. I could hide it. I could, I, could, I could do like the Buddhists, sit and chant about it or, or whatever they do, right? Yeah, 
I could, I could do all these things. And there's a list of them. So I can make myself happy if that's what I want, but it's going to be temporal. You can't ignore the issue. It's not about God's not telling us ignore that. Don't, don't pay attention to that. Unless we've come to him. In other words, when we bring that issue to him, that same nudge that we had to bring it to him is telling us, rest, it'll be okay, I'll take care of it, I can manage it. But it's not a matter of me, it's not a matter of me choosing who's going to manage this when, how, and why. It's not my call. Now, if this sounds spooky, if David is too much into this Holy Spirit is going to tell you and all of this kind of sort of stuff... Hey, I'm going to tell you now, when you get that unction to go right, when your flesh is telling you to go left, guess who's telling you that? All right? That same Holy Spirit. That's who's saying it. He speaks to us because he loves us and he's leading us out. There's something about a prison escape versus a prison rescue. And in these hearts of ours, we need to be rescued. Naturally, we're going to think, oh, I'm looking for a way out. I want my insurance to stay and I'm going to show them. Right? But no. We need a rescue. Rescue me from my thought life, Lord, because this is going to cause problems. I've seen it happen before. I'm just one man, and I'm not all that. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm everything you've deposited in me. Outside of that, what do I have? I mean, a, vo a voice, vocal? You know, I could go and get the guns, go borrow Linda's gun. You know, <laughs> you, know you get it? I can make choices that seem satisfactory, but in the end, I lose. And I cause havoc in the kingdom. I bring a blemish to the name of God. Just think about it. Christian goes and shoots up insurance carriers. You, you know, Christians, they're going to put that on there. <laughs> Christians. Now look, we're live. And you guys hear me, you, my witnesses. I'm not going to kill the insurance people. I'm using this as an analogy. I'm not that mad at them because I took it to God. It took me a minute, but I came to my senses. You really want to have a good day today? Then don't plot and plan. These issues in my own strength. Don't dodge the issue. Take it to God. Bless the Lord. We have every right to take our issue to the Lord. And he's real. And he's waiting, and he allowed it so that you would come visit. Because otherwise, we probably would be less frequent in his presence. So he uses all this crazy stuff, <laughs> right? Together for our good, to bring us to the knowledge of him and to his presence. Two choices. I'll deal with it, or I'll take it to God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I mean, it's not rocket science. What our problem, I really believe, is, is that we think we can manage it. 
Right now, some of us may be sitting there thinking, I don't need all that. No, look, just look. I'll point you out. <laughs> What's the case? What's right? What's the case? I mean, look, this is what our conversion is all about. Coming to terms with, look at the wreckage of my past managed by me and my incorporated <laughs> management company. I mean, really, look, look at all I've done. All the money I've lost, right? The health benefits I've thrown away, the opportunities I've wrecked, relationships I've wrecked, all the stuff I've invested in that's caused this world to be even more of a mess. I had an investment in the mess we live in today. I played a part in it, right? Let's be honest. But still, I'll manage that. JR, Dallas, I can handle it, right? Is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with us? You have a God that can do everything, everything, and still you want to drive. Is something wrong with us? But it's something good about what's in us. We can let this thing lead the way. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of this losing game. I want to see how my brain is operating. I, look, I, before I call the presidents and the senators corrupt, I need to look at this corrupt, right? I need to look at this corruption. Okay, th this is corrupt because the way I'm talking about them in my heart right now tells me this needs help. They need help too. But I belong to God. I inherit the kingdom. It's going to be hard for me to pray for my enemies, this next door folks in the HOA and all the mean, crazy people. It's hard, but I can do it if I ask God. Give me this. I don't want to just mouth off and just recite things. It's not by my much speaking. I need the Lord to give me a genuine love for my enemies. They will not be my enemy for very long. We're being separated, right? We're going in one direction, they're going in another. And lo and behold, we don't want to know that we didn't reach out to these people because they're self-serving, right? They don't know any better. We should have some compassion for them because we're still battling with self-service. Bless God. Bless the Lord. Now there's more, but you know, you know how I do. I want to, you know, I'll come over to each of your homes and finish this off. But uh, you know how we do. I want to end early. I think I made a point. Did I make a point? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. So we're going to end a little early. We have communion and um, we kind of want to do that thing. Um, something about communion. Um, the Lord told me today, right, while I was preparing this, if you guys ever want my notes, just tell me because I'd be ending the sermon, but there's more and I can send it to you. It doesn't matter to me. I don't have anything to hide. I'm not trying to be a scholar. What did I do? Okay. <laughs> so, um, but a communion, it's really not an option. 
Okay? What the Lord is, is doing is, is telling us as often as we can, right? We are to take this communion in honor of him, number one. And he's saying that he won't do it again until we're with him, right? Which is going to be far more than us gathered around. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't imagine angels serving you in luxury and splendor. Okay, this is not, I mean, we need a vision of where we're going, okay? But for now, the time being is we honor God with what he's asked us. And in a lot of cases, I understand that, you know, you feel like you got some sin in your life or whatever and that you're unable to take communion, but that's not the criteria. The criteria is to satisfy and settle any outs that you have with your brother or sister. That makes you entitled to take communion. Bless the Lord. So we don't want to run around with grudges that are actually unfolding and, and, and th that were unfolding into a domino effect that later on we're going to be acting a fool again. Everything needs to be nipped in the bud. Bless the Lord. I hope I said that right. So anyway, without um, further ado, let's pray. 